Charting Toward Intimacy covers mature topics. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Charting Toward Intimacy, where we're expanding the conversation around Catholic sexuality. We're your hosts, Ellen and Kathleen. All right, welcome back to another Charting Toward Intimacy episode. I'm Ellen. I'm Kathleen. And today we are talking about scheduling sex. We are going to be kind of going through like pros and cons when it works, when it doesn't, um, and just really like hashing it out a little bit. Yeah. Is it a, is it a good idea for you? Is it not a good idea for you? Um, but it can be a really good tool to sort of, um, yeah, like making sure sex is a priority. So Before we jump into this week's episode, I want to tell you about one of our partners, Tighten Your Tinkler. This is an at-home pelvic floor therapy program that really actually works. One of the things I was most drawn to about this program was the promise of no need for Kegel exercises and no penetrative work. The only Kegels I had to do were at the beginning to get a baseline so I could compare after a month. And my goodness, did I see a difference. I also love the fact that I did not need to go to a doctor's office. I have two kids. You listening probably have that or more. Getting childcare for doctor's appointments makes it prohibitively expensive for most women to get the pelvic floor therapy they need. The average woman spends $900 per year dealing with the issues related to public floor dysfunction, from doctor's appointments to therapies to products that treat the symptoms only. And for less than $600, you can heal the root cause and get lifetime access to the Tighten Your Tinkler program to revisit anytime you need. The code CHARTING50 gets you $50 off the program. Go check out the link in the show notes. Okay, so scheduling sex. It What Kathleen said before, like it is a tool in the arsenal of ways to improve your sexual relationship. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times like in NFP, like I've heard this in like NFP introduction talks and stuff. And it's like, they like give scheduling sex as the, like w- the recommendation, the, the primary recommendation is like, Oh yeah. Well, like when you're abstaining for a while, you can, you know, at a certain point you can kind of tell like, okay, the, um, rules are going to be fulfilled on like this day and you need to schedule it or like when you're in that infertile time in order to utilize it to the, the best, the greatest, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in order to, to utilize that, um, time to its fullest potential there. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, um, okay. you know, you maybe like schedule it out. Um, but here's the thing is like scheduling does not work for every couple. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, it doesn't even work for everybody in a couple as in maybe it works for one of you, one spouse, and it doesn't work for the other. So we're going to kind of give you an idea of how you can sort of get around that. um, If, if that's your situation. Yeah. So, all right. So why, why does scheduling sex work when like, what would be a pro for it? I think the biggest thing is like priority. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we give priority to things that are on the schedule. Um, we schedule things that are a priority, right? So you're going to schedule your dentist appointment. Hopefully that's a priority for you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) healthy teeth. No judgment. If it's not, that's fine. (laughs) Um, like what? 
I'm blanking. Like, what are what are other things that you would like prioritize and like get on the schedule? Like, yeah, I mean, so I mean, if you have, I like think of the majority of my schedule is my kids stuff, right? So practices, <laughs> classes, right? Dance class, play practice, um, any like particular events that you like have to go to, you're responsible for, you have tickets to, right? Like. Right. Like anything that you need to make sure, oh, we have to be there. Like someone is counting on us, you know, like we have, we're working towards something, right? Like practices or something, like your team is relying on you, like things that you really, that just have to be done and cannot be missed. Even paying bills. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you have to pay these bills. You don't have an option, right? And they are due by this date. You need to make sure that you have that written down like so you you aren't late right like anything like that um like those are our priorities those are things that we are we we will not be missing like we cannot miss right so i think the question Um, to ask yourself is is sex a priority in my life yeah like these things and you know uh, we'll talk a little bit more about you know pressure to have sex and like expectation and things like that in a little bit but like just ask yourself is sex such a priority in my life that I want to make sure it happens? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I, I hope that it is right. Sex is that important. Um, sex is really important to your marriage. Sex makes you holier. It unites spouses. Um, but again, we're going to, we're going to talk about expectation and pr- pressure and things like that in a little bit, but like, yeah. you know, are you, are you prioritizing sex? And, and so, there's, you know, there's kind of a pro for scheduling sex is that, yeah, like it, it proves this priority of sex in your relationship, in your marriage, when you're like, yeah, you know what, we're going to have next week when I'm in my infertile time, since we're like trying to avoid, like, we're going to have sex like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like, let's, let's do it. Um, because now, now you're, now it's on your mind. Now you're thinking about it again, you're prioritizing it. I would also say that another pro, um, and this is for some people that other people, this may be the opposite, (laughs) but which would go in the cons list. But um, for some people in scheduling it, you have it to look forward to Mm -hmm. so that you can actually start getting excited, kind of ramping up before it even happens, right? Like you wake up in the morning saying, oh, tonight's our night, like you know, you can get in that mental, you can spend your day getting in that mental headspace, um, which for women is so important. They say what sex is like 90% mental. Yeah. Well, like the strongest 10% physical, right. I, I, I might be off on those numbers, but the strongest sexual is. organ for women is our mind is our brain. It's the brain. It's not yeah. a clitoris. Um, <laughs> exactly. For so, men, you know, it's the penis, right? The brain yeah. is secondary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's huge. Um, is that again, like it's a pro if scheduling sex allows you to anticipate it, get excited, you know, um, you and your spouse can practice anticipatory foreplay. Um, but it's a con. Now we can kind of dip into the cons. If putting it on the schedule, it's now this like doom, in the future, like, you know, if it's like, it's on the schedule, it's like, oh my gosh, when Thursday rolls around, I'm going to have to have sex and 
I'm this has been already a really rough week. It's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I can't even fathom that. Um, right. If if it's on the schedule and it's now this like expectation and it's creating pressure to have sex, now it's a con. Now right. it's not yeah. now it's not working. And that's when, you know, you kind of just need to know yourself. You need to know what works for you and what doesn't work for you because we are talking about, yeah, our biggest sexual organ being our brain, our greatest sexual organ being our brain. You know, everyone's brain works a little bit differently. So that's why we're saying this is a tool that maybe you can use, but maybe it's not going to work. Right. Um, and it's right? Kind of, it's one of those things that's like it's worth a try. It is worth a shot for sure. Yeah. And it's also, Um, it's worth more than one try too, right? If it like, if it didn't work once, don't just like toss it out completely. Like maybe next cycle, like give it like a month and like come back around to it and try it again because you might've just been like, I'd had a really rough week. Like Kathleen and I, before we started recording, we were talking about how rough the end the of joy. Lent has been. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this podcast is going to right. This is going to air Easter Monday, so we'll be out of Lent, but man, we are drudging through <laughs> we really, the end of Lent. We really are. Yeah, we really are. <laughs> okay, so um, so when it works is like when it allows the lower desp- desire spouse to like think about sex and like get it on their mind. That's when scheduling really works. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think too, something else of like when it works is if it's able to be like a flexible schedule. Yeah. That's um, important. I think that's huge, right? If, if Mm -hmm. you're listening to this and you're like, okay, if we scheduled sex and my spouse, like, it, it would have to happen. There'd be no flexibility around it. This might not be the tool for you, at least at this point in your, in your sexual relationship. Like you, you might need to work on other things first, but like yeah. if it's able to be like a loose schedule, right? So if it's, um, if you schedule it for Thursday, but then Thursday is like awful and it's yeah. like, Hey, hubby, <laughs> whatever you call yeah. your spouse. <laughs> Hey, sweetie. Hey, babe. Hey, honey. Um, I just, I just can't, I just can't today. Like instead, could we like, could we just sit and talk or could you give me like a foot massage or like, let's like read together. I don't know, you know, something else. Right. And Mm -hmm. then saying like, let's, let's do it tomorrow. Right. Let's, let's come together tomorrow. Reschedule. Um, reschedule, right. Like uh, allowing it to be rescheduled, allowing it, or yeah. another way of like loose schedule that I was thinking is if it's like, Oh, Hey, um, this is an example that literally just happened. Oh, Hey, my in-laws are coming this weekend. <laughs> right. Let's like yeah. definitely have sex before the weekend, right? And it's it's like yeah. maybe it's Wednesday. So you've got like three possible days before the in-laws come. And so you kind of, it's like, yeah, let's definitely sometime in here. Maybe it happens more than once in that like right. span of a couple of days. But it's just like sort of this like loose schedule saying like, yeah, I d- definitely want to make this happen before they get here. Yeah. Let's try to keep it quiet while they're here. Right. Because our bedroom is literally on top of the guest room, you know? Yes. Not coming from personal experience at all, everyone. No, 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 not at all. (laughs) 
Um, here's another example of having to reschedule um, or a example of having to reschedule. Um, my husband's birthday was not that long ago. And so we went out to dinner with a bunch of friends. We had a really fun night and it was like, okay, I mean, come on. It's like his birthday, right? Like, right. What are you going to do? <laughs> exactly. Right. As long as you're not, you know, TTA and in a fertile phase. That, uh, that yeah. Which, you know, that just happened for my husband. Poor guy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> um, well, anyway, so that was the expectation and we got home and we had left the baby with and the kids, all the kids with my mom and my mom had given the baby some formula and she doesn't have formula very often. Um, and she reacted really poorly to it. So as we were going to bed, she started vomiting, like projectile vomiting all over. And so then it was oh, like, okay. And it was like, like it was not a once and done. Like it was hours of projectile vomiting. So it was like, okay, well, I guess gonna we'll, need uh, to reschedule that night. one. Yeah, I'm gonna head downstairs with this baby and sit up for a couple hours till she's done puking. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like, you know, and obviously that was a situation where it's like, okay, it's pretty like extreme a bit of a, situation, a little though. bit of a bummer, but like not really much you can do about it. Right. Um, and so it was just like, okay, tomorrow or like the next available time we have. Right. Um, and that's what we did. And that was like, fine. But, um, you know, sometimes like life, especially in marriage and family life, like things can be so unpredictable. Things happen. Kids get sick. Random things happen. Kids have nightmares and then end up in your bed. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's anything can happen. So that flexibility is so important. Um, and understanding that you need to have that flexibility because if you don't have that understanding that like we need to have a flexible schedule, then I think it could really set you up for disappointment when those things really do happen. Right. So I think now we can kind of start talking about like the times when it doesn't work is, is when that, that expectation is there and it's immovable. Um, and that, that turns into it. That is a recipe for duty sex. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. when, you know, when there's just not this understanding that like things happen, life happens, kids happen, Um, and so, yeah, when, when scheduling sex becomes this like pressure to have sex, even if you have a really hard day or there's just this like expectation that it's going to happen, or even I think a difficult one too, like we were talking about like rescheduling, but like sometimes you have literally that bad of a day where it's like, I can't even, I I can't even promise you that we could have sex tomorrow. Like I just can't write. And so it's like, even, even if it's like, there's some flexibility, but not total flexibility, like Mm -hmm. that can create this like duty sex pressure to have sex situation, which is going to be the opposite of the whole point of scheduling sex. Cause the whole point is using this tool to better your sex life. Um, and if it's somehow making it worse, then toss it out. (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, go to bed. (laughs) Um, so anyway, so maybe, or so for us, Mondays are a good night, right? Maybe you can look forward in your minds and say, okay, Mondays are typically pretty good. So why don't we aim to have sex every Monday? If we can, right? Like as long as we're not, you know, in a fertile period where we're trying to avoid, like let's aim for sex every Monday. 
And I think that's a really good thing to use as a general guide to try and prioritize sex, but not as a hard and fast rule. And because, like we just said, all those reasons we just said, things can come up, right? Maybe suddenly someone comes over for dinner on Monday and you're up too late, right? Or maybe um, someone gets sick, right? Like anything could happen. So maybe you can then push it and say, okay, well, maybe another, we didn't get to use Monday. We'll try for another day this week, Mm -hmm. right? I think that's a really important way of looking at it because at the end of the day, we need to see our spouse as a whole person. And if we use this scheduling as a hard and fast rule, like, no, it has to happen this day, every week that we're able to, like, then all of a sudden it's like, we're not seeing the emotions our spouse has been dealing with that day, right? Like if it's like, I don't care how you feel, I don't care. No, it needs to happen. Then you're using your spouse um, right. and you're not looking at them as as a full you know, body, soul, you know, me- mental being, right? Like, well, we're not they're, yeah, they're just becoming an object person. for use. Exactly. At that point. Exactly. So I think it's a good way if it, again, if it works for you, if it's something that works for you as a couple, it's a good way to sort of try and prioritize it, but with that flexibility so that your spouse still remains a whole person in your eyes. Yes. Um. So here's yeah. another Another one that we want to touch on is whenever the topic of scheduling sex comes up, there's always the question of like, but what about spontaneity? Yeah. Uh, here's, here's one hot take. Spontaneity is crap. <laughs> um, okay. I'm not to say it doesn't ever have a place, but I don't it's think overrated. it's overrated. Like it's, it's, <laughs> I just don't think it's realistic when you have a family in particular Mm -hmm. to, to rely on spontaneity all the time. And like, like, let's have a sex life that is based on spontaneity. Where is this like hyper focus on spontaneity coming from? It's coming from Hollywood and it's coming from pornography, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and really it's coming from pornography. It's coming from somebody is doing copies and suddenly I, I yeah. have to have you this instant, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's ridiculous. That is not how true intimacy is built. That's lust. That it's, is lust. Absolutely. Is lust, yeah. Like true intimacy is built on a strong foundation. And so anyway, like spontaneity, I think is a whole other topic, <laughs> but, yeah. but honestly it's overrated. And I think it is though. It's important. We talk about it now because it is, a big objection to scheduling sex that that I think a lot of people have. Now, this isn't to say like spontaneity. It's a, it's a hard one to get past if you're still in that mindset of like, I need sex to be spontaneous. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I have a spouse that like feels like he or she needs spouse needs sex to be spontaneous here's an idea. Schedule sex in your own head. Mm -hmm. Say, Hey, you know what? I think we should have sex like to yourself. Don't tell your husband, right? Like, and, and this isn't like, you're not lying to him or something like that. You're not telling an untruth, like just schedule it in your own head. I'm going to initiate sex on Thursday. Yeah. Like I, I think we should have sex on Thursday. Right. And like, then you kind of get this best of both worlds. 
thing, right? It's scheduled for you who needs that kind of anticipation. Um, and for your spouse, it's spontaneous. Now this isn't, this is not going to work for everybody because here's what the, the scheduler spouse is missing out on is they're missing out on, you know, anticipatory foreplay from the other spouse. Um, but again, like this is a, this is a tool you can use. It might work for you. It might work really well for you. Yeah. Um, it might not at all. (laughs) And that's okay. That's okay. Hopefully we'll have an episode that does help you. (laughs) Right. Keep listening. Keep listening to the podcast. Keep listening. See what we come up with next. Um, but I, I think like when it comes to scheduling sex, um, it's not going to work for everybody. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different ways to go about scheduling sex. There's a loose way of scheduling sex. There's a little bit more of a like defined, you know, yes, tomorrow night we are going to have sex, right? Um, Or, you know, sometime this week, definitely like let's have sex. Let's have sex a couple of times this week, right? Well, and I I think also there's like a long-term scheduling and a short-term scheduling, Mm. right? Like I think we can look at it that way where it's like, like I said, every Monday, right? Okay, Monday's a good day. Let's aim for every possible Monday, right? That would be like a long-term scheduling. But then there's short-term scheduling where you're like, oh my gosh, I peaked today. So that means plus three days, evening of plus three days, right? Or four days if you're more conservative. Um, we can we can schedule ahead in a short term, right? Like, yeah. okay, this is our day. Or okay? even shorter term, right? Even shorter, like yeah. in the morning, hey, can we have sex tonight? Like Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think yeah, go ahead. there's, there's two, yeah, there's two ways of sort of looking at that scheduling that again, maybe long-term works or doesn't work for you, but maybe short-term does. Um, so there's, there's a lot of ways you can really kind of do it yeah, to make it feasible for your relationship. Exactly. And, and this is like, these are something to try something to experiment for one yeah. cycle. Um, and, and then maybe like try it a different way. Um, and Mm -hmm. talk about it. I think like discussing how it worked and how you felt and how your spouse felt during like different parts of this whole scheduling thing and figuring out like, is this a tool that's helpful for us or not? Right. I think that communication aspect is huge in this. Agreed. Thanks so much for listening. If you are not already following us on Instagram, be sure to check us out at charting toward intimacy. And if you listen to podcasts on a platform that gives you the option to rate or review, we'd love for you to do that because it helps us spread the word about the podcast. If you ever have questions, comments, or episode topic ideas, please reach out to us. We love to hear from you. You can reach out on Instagram or send us an email. Our email is in the show notes until next time. 